try to speak and uh, try not to mess up what this class does. Before I go in the club, I would like to somewhat the uh, protocol have been established, but I would have to recognize our bishop. Michael French and our missionary supervisor, Sister Spencer. These elders, the elders so close to my heart. My wife, Denise Williams, where are you? I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You got to 
do this too now. <laughs> you, you'll get to this later on. Father, we thank you right now for your word. Father, yes. I ask that you move in a mighty way. Amen. Open our ears that we may hear. Yes. Open our hearts that we may receive a word from your word. Yes. Now, come, Lord, do me like you do me. Get me to surrender in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Arkansas! Arkansas! Are you mad? Are you mad? I really hate to do this, but somebody may get arrested tonight. Amen. Let us pray not. Amen. You may have to go to court. Amen. I was looking around at each other. Somebody might do But But first, before you can be arrested, you have to, a good officer, We'll read through what is called the Miranda rights. I know a lot of us familiar with them because of personal attachments. And others familiar with them by watching television. But for those that are unfamiliar with this, it says you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a what? Court of law. You have the right to an attorney. attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided for you. Hmm. Do you understand these rights I have just read to you? With these rights in mind, do you wish to speak to me? Uh, Amen. I'm, I'm convinced now the way y'all knew that somebody's going to do it. Everybody knew it right somewhere. And when the system tells us that we are innocent, until we're proving guilty, you spend a day. No, sir. I got CSI. Law and order. <laughs> My experience is you're guilty until you prove yourself innocent. You don't believe me, look what they do. They arrest you, take you to jail, give you a crime, keep you in there till you can make your baby. You know, people will call the popo on you <laughs> just for doing or saying something they don't understand. Right. Folks don't want you to stir their water. Stir it. No matter if it's a good stir or a bad stir, they yes. don't put your finger in my water. Uh, I don't want my stuff ripping all out. <laughs> but in today's text, we find Paul himself in a similar situation. Yes, Paul was arrested for spreading the gospel. Arrested for doing exactly what God called, ordained, commissioned, and authorized him to do. And the Jews hated him for that. Wanted to kill our Paul. They hated him because he had a strange conversion to Christianity. 
They hated him because he was preaching Jesus of Nazareth as the Messiah. They hated him for preaching the resurrection of the dead, the just and the unjust. They hated him for preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They hated him for preaching salvation through Christ and not the law. They hated him for preaching Christ's blood as the fulfillment of all sacrifices necessary for salvation. And they really hated him for offering salvation to the Gentiles. These Jews kept on accusing him, following him around, accusing him of stuff that they couldn't even prove he had been called wind up appealing to Augustus Caesar. While waiting to see Caesar, Festus the procurator told King Agrippa about Paul's appeal, and, and King Agrippa said, I want to hear him myself. Bring him to me tomorrow. Therefore, they brought Paul before Festus and the king, claiming they had many good cases against our friend Paul. They said, look, case number one, Paul, you had a strange conversion, not like others. Paul, you had a strange ministry telling people that Jesus is the Son of God. Case number three, Paul, he was a unpopular fellow. You were driven from city to city for your words. Paul was a church builder. Because on the Sabbath day, the people would run out to hear him instead of going to their own synagogue. They said, Paul, the next case against you is that you are a business destroyer. You cast out fortune telling demons from a young girl and stop our money. You're destroying business. Not only that, they said, Paul, you are a ex-convict, uh -huh. a jailbreaker. Because uh -huh. we heard about you and Silas uh -huh. in the midnight, in prison, uh -huh. singing, yes, praying, uh -huh. and the prison doors oh, flew open. Uh -huh. yes, yes, you broke jail, you convict. We <laughs> got some more cases. They say it's Paul, case number seven, you are a peace disturbed. Uh -huh. You see, the Jews was envy of him, envious of the multitude that followed him around, listening to him, and they, they spoke against him. Uh -huh. So naturally, that disturbed the peace. Uh -huh. Case number eight, Paul, they said, you are stubborn Look at that, because you will not compromise this gospel. Uh -huh. Not only that, Paul, we found out that you were long-winded. <laughs> Some of the brothers said you were preached till midnight. <laughs> Paul, we got another case against you. You're doing strange things. Shaking dust off your feet. Hmm. Cause a sorcerer to go blind for a season. Uh, we got another case, a good case here, Paul. Uh -huh. You around here anointing handkerchiefs and, and aprons and sending them to folks and healing the sick and, right, and cure and, and running out demons uh -huh. and evil spirits. Uh 
Yes. Oh, we got a case. <laughs> this case here. You got up from being stoned and beaten, and you didn't even have to go to the hospital. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, sir. Not only that, Paul would do a bidding on an island called Malta by a venomous beast, and all you did was shake him off yes, into the fire, and you didn't die. Oh, yes? yes sir. We got a good case against you. Now, what's your defense? Then King Agrippa said, unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak. Uh -huh. And I believe that Paul stretched forth his hands like this as it was accustomed to speak. Uh -huh. And then that Reverend Negro spirit rose up in him and said, <laughs> My God, my God! <laughs>
telling the Jews and Gentiles to repent, turn to God, and that Christ was suffering, be the first to rise from the dead and show light unto the people and the Gentiles. I believe at about this point, but when Festus hollered out, he had had enough. He said, Paul, thou art beside thyself, must learn and do it, make thee mad. And Paul answered and said, Festus, you say I'm mad, but I'm not mad. I'm speaking the truth. If it means I'm mad to tell somebody the truth, then I'm just mad. If telling somebody that Jesus saved means I'm mad, I'm just mad. If I want a personal fellowship with Jesus and that makes me mad, I'm just mad. If I'm swelled up with the fullness of joy, then that makes me mad. I'm just mad. If I want to keep God's commandments, then I'm just mad. If I want so you say it's mad. I'm just mad. If I want to love my brethren like the Bible says, and you say I'm mad, I'm just mad. If I want to overcome the wrath of Satan, and you say I'm mad, well, then I'm mad. If I want to rejoice in the Lord, and you call me mad, I'm just mad. If I want to pray without ceasing, and you call me mad, I'm just mad. If I want to be a face with everything, you say it's mad. Peculiar to God, and you say I want to lay hold on eternal life. If that's mad, then I I'm am just mad. And King Agrippa said unto Paul, almost persuaded me yes, sir. to become a Christian. Uh, almost. Well, I interpret that almost persuaded me to become mad. Paul said, I wish to God that not only you, but everybody in the sound of my voice and beyond. But there I am, believing that a man that called the blind to see the deaf to hear the down to walk the lame to talk, went to the graveyard before the dead man said, I'm just mad. Man. Arkansas, are you mad? 